The scripture reading comes from Revelations 5:11 through 14. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding a throne, and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped the word of God. Let us pray. Holy God, touch our ears so that we may not only hear, but listen to your word. Put foot to action, Lord. This we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. A few years ago, my sister came to me. She was utterly appalled. Apparently, there was this rap song that had come out, and it was using a popular gospel song as a sample. But the rap song was actually in stark contradiction to what the gospel song was was the message of the gospel song was and I I didn't listen to it but she she kept telling me the details like how it was very not just misogynistic but like brutal um, towards women and and I thought well people are looking up this song not just the rap song but they're looking to see what song is being sampled and since the song is positive it's quite possible that even though it's the rapper's intention to be against the gospel, to be the antithesis of what the gospel is, is heralding, it's actually bringing people closer to God with the message. I will go into that song a little bit later, but there was a praise in that, that what some people may intend for, for evil God still works it for good. How does that relate? Well, let's see. In our text, we've just come out of Easter, not in the text, but in, in our days, in our life. Easter was a couple of Sundays ago, right? And everything leading up to Easter, everything that we celebrate in Easter is Christ having risen, right? That's something to celebrate, right? But then the days afterward, we're just kind of ho-hum about, about the gospel message. But in the text, we see John, and John is believed to be the writer, giving his account of this vision that he has about all the heavenly hosts, all the earth, everything on earth, everything in the earth, everything in the sea, it's actually worshiping or praising God. There's a praise break that John is chronicling here. We're going to talk about why that is important. 
why is it so important to take a minute and give praise? Revelations is often viewed as a, a scary book. Anyone avoid reading it because... <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, anyone avoid reading it because of the imagery? And you're like, not before bed. I'll read Psalms, Psalms 23, or another Psalm, up to you. But Revelation is seen as this horror movie, if you will. It's like, who, how is this, how did this make the cut? Like, of all the writings that were probably out there, how did Revelations get the go-ahead, right? Well, Revelations is apocalyptic literature, apocalypse, doom and gloom, but that's how we think about it. By apocalyptic, what we mean is that it seeks to speak wellness, it seeks to speak endurance and persistence in a time of trial. So it's not just merely things are bad and that's it. It's things are bad, but God is still worthy of all praise, right? Things are horrible, but we can still give God the praise. So then my question is, do we know what praise means? Do we know what praise means? Why do we give praise? Because God is God, but is God the only one who gets praise? When we applaud someone because they did a marvelous job, I'm not saying that, no, don't do that, because I definitely want an applause every now and again. But when we applaud someone, what are we saying in the gesture? What are we saying? Good job, right? Keep going. Great A. Your work is good. It is pleasing. So we praise as an acknowledgement that we are in agreement with what has been what, what has been given, what has been put on display, right? So now the question, some of you jumped ahead, and I love that. Why do we praise God? Thanksgiving, grace, these are some good words here. So you don't, get, you don't ever get anything from God. I did hear Thanksgiving, so I'll let that go. But right? We get things from God all the time. Sometimes we ask for it. Sometimes we don't ask for it. Sometimes we need it. Sometimes we didn't think we needed it, right? So John is saying, this is the vision that I have, that everyone was praising God, was praising Jesus. Now, why is Jesus specifically in this context, reading the text, why is Jesus worthy of praise? We just, we just came out of Easter. What did Jesus do? <laughs> Help you a little bit. <laughs> I know these questions. Sacrificed himself, yes. And more point blank, Jesus did. He rose from the dead. But he had to what first? Before, he had to do what before rising from the dead? What did Jesus do before rising from the dead? died on the cross. Jesus suffered. 
it wasn't, it wasn't like just a death, right? It wasn't like, oh, he passed away so suddenly. We didn't see it coming. No, Jesus suffered. And it was a public death at that. So it wasn't like tucked away anywhere. No, everyone knew what was going on. So there was a public shaming, public degradation, if you will, just all of that, in addition to the suffering, in addition to the abandonment, in addition to the feeling of, of loneliness, right? Jesus died. And you're like, why are we focusing on that? Because it gets better. It really does. Because John is like, all of that, and Jesus made it out. Just like he said he would. Jesus didn't let us down. And then, was it just, I kind of gave it away, but was it just for Jesus? Like Jesus, you know, died and was raised and was like, look at me, applaud me. No, we get the benefit of that. And not just human beings, but all the earth. That's what John is saying. It just didn't affect human beings. It affected the cosmos. It affected the little critters that we want to step on from time to time. It affected the sea. It affected everything, whether we see it or not. Jesus' death was huge. Resurrection, even huger. It's a big deal. And so Jesus is getting getting praise, and rightfully so, right? Because another thing that John is seeking to answer is the question of theodicy. And from other sermons and just, you know, in your day-to-day lives, you know that theodicy is what? Why do bad things happen to good people? And we have Jesus. Have you ever wondered, why did, why did that happen to Jesus? Have you ever wondered that? Like when it happens to you or me, I'm like, what gives? It could be something minor. It doesn't even have to be like persecution. For me, it's when someone cuts me off. Like that's huge for me. I mean, say nothing to the fact that I've had my share of cutting off people, but when it happens to me, that's major. But yeah, it shows that it happens to people, but, but, but what? Here's the thing. It's not just bad things happen to good people, and period. It's bad things happen to good people, and God brings them out. It's bad things happening to good people is an opportunity for God to show God's self in a huge way. And this also means you're not alone. So not only are you not alone in your struggles, like other individuals have struggles too, but no one's is as big as your struggle, though. I want to make that clear. But that you're not alone because Jesus is the resurrection If Jesus can overcome death, which was the final separating point, 
then Jesus can overcome any situation that we have. Whether or not we believe it, whether or not we see the strings being pulled or we see the way being made straight. And so what John is saying to us is we need to celebrate. We need to give God praise. And so ultimately there's a praise party that is happening. So in all the doom and gloom that you may read about in Revelations or in all the tribulations that you may read about in the Bible or in all the heartache that you may even experience in your life, Jesus is still victorious. And that doesn't change. And that's worthy of a praise break because sometimes you just need a moment. And that's what John wants us to know. It was a great comeback story. People thought Jesus was gone. It. We know what he said, but. Because it didn't look like it. And John is saying we should praise. Because when we're going through, sometimes the praise may not be how we're actually feeling. But the praise is to get us there because we're starting to remember how great God has been in our lives previously. If I had to guess, uh, most of us in here are over the age of two. So that means that you have a history with God. That God has brought you as they say in the black church, a mighty long way. And that when you thought you weren't going to make it at 16, you were definite you were going to die at 24. And then in your 30s, you thought it was no way you were going to survive. And yet here you are, 30, 40, 50 plus. That's worthy of praise right there. And you're not where you used to be. That's a praise break. That's a praise moment. So I want to go back to that song, and I want to end on that. So the song was by Marit, Marit Brown Clark, and it was, It Ain't Over Until God Says It's Over. In the text here, we have that God reigns forever and ever. Well, how can it not be over until God says it's over? Because God will always be in control. God will always be in power. Jesus Christ, using them interchangeably, will always be in control. So the song goes, and if I might, may I sing on my way out? <laughs> it ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over. Until God says it's done. No, 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 no. It ain't over. Until God says it's over. Keep fighting until your victory is won.